Hey everybody, Melinda Russell here again with Women's Motorsports Network. And we are having such fun meeting new women involved in motorsports. My guest today is Michelle Della Penna. Is that right? That's it. You got I it. I said it right. <laughs> um, and I met her in Charlotte when we went. We were both at the Women with Drive 2 event in Charlotte. Um, Michelle was on a panel and I was really intrigued by what she's involved in and what she's doing. And, um, you know, that just to mention Michelle, we talked about that was such a great event. Yeah. The next one is going to be in Phoenix on the Monday and Tuesday after the NASCAR championship. I think they have picked a wonderful location and time Indeed. for the next event. And so Michelle and I will both be there. Um, we encourage you to be there if you're a woman involved in motorsports. And there were some men there too, weren't there? Yeah, there was it wasn't It wasn't just all women. So uh, yeah. check that out, Women with Drive 2. I'll put it in the show notes because we both support that organization and the people and what they're doing. So Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank I you. want to start, if you would, by telling my listeners a little bit about yourself. And then we're going to find out how you got involved in motorsports. Sure. My name is Michelle. I live in Los Angeles. I'm a mom and entrepreneur. I do a lot of different things. I've had a couple different businesses over the years. Um, I have three boys, 13, 11, and six. So it's a full-time job. Uh, we have a dog named Frankie, who is the only other female in the house. Um, and yeah, pretty busy just with life and boys. And uh, now our foundation is about two years old. So that's you know, between the kids and that, that's, that's, that's my gig. Yeah. And that's, you know, those three boys are a full-time job because uh, <laughs> as I mentioned to you, I'm actually recording this in Arizona. If you follow me, you don't recognize the background because it's not yeah. my normal office. And, you know, she has a stepson, two children uh, from a previous marriage, and then they have a little boy that's two together. And so, the schedule she keeps and now yeah. she's opening an autism center in Phoenix because her youngest one has autism. She has a heart for that. I have now um, have been more involved and we're going to be, um, you know, doing more with the autism as far as letting people know what it is. And uh, she's just, she just runs all the time. And I, every time I'm here, I say, I don't know how you did it. She's yeah. like, mom, you had four kids. I'm like, Same thing. Yeah, but I don't remember that I did all, but I, I did. I yeah. did when I think back. But, you know, as I've gotten older, when I see what you do and they do, I'm like, oh, you just make me tired. <laughs> Absolutely. My mom says the same thing. It's Absolutely. For sure. So, yeah. Michelle, tell me, how did you get interested in the motorsports industry? I mean, I was born into it. So my father, John was a race car driver and team owner. Um, he came to the United States from Argentina when he was uh, in his early 20s and he wanted to be a race car driver. He grew up idolizing uh, Juan Manuel Fangio, who's you know a huge driver in Argentina. And my grandfather owned a mechanic shop. So my dad grew up around cars, it was his love. Um, and so he moved to the US and started sort of self-sponsoring. He, he did get some Argentinian sponsors and raced you know, Formula Fords. I grew up in California, uh, Northern California. So Sears Point, now Sonoma Raceway was was our track of choice. And I, I grew up at the track. So I was 
the little girl in the stroller with the earphones mm -hmm. on, you know, my mom wheeling me from the pits to the hill to the, you know, all yeah. over the place. And um, I, I just grew up around it. And um, my dad sort of took a hiatus from racing. This is incredibly expensive. Sponsorship's hard to come by. And mm -hmm. he uh, started a, a wholesale car company with my uncle. So still in cars, buying and selling high-end cars and sort of uh, squirreling some money away so that he could start his own team again. And uh, around that time, he met Jimmy Basser Sr., uh, became friends. He was in the car business as well. And he said, Hey, I have this kid who's go-karting and I think he's pretty good. Do you want to uh, get to know him? And so my dad and Jimmy Vassar became fast friends and um, he, Jimmy Vassar raced for my dad. He raced formula Atlantics when that series was still around. And um, that was my dad's first sort of experience in team ownership. Jimmy obviously won the championship and went on to IndyCar. My dad stayed in formula Atlantics for a couple more years had a few drivers, including Richie Hearn, and uh, won the championship with him. And then right as IndyCar fractured into Champ Car and Indy Racing League, if anybody remembers that, my dad thought, let's go into IndyCar. That sounds like a great idea. And moved the whole operation out to uh, Indianapolis and so spent a lot of time in Carmel, Indiana. Okay. And, um, and, and that was it. We never looked back. My dad's dream was to race in the Indy 500. That was his dream growing up. And so in 1996, uh, Delapen Motorsports ran in the Indy 500 with Richie Hearn. We came in third. And um, my dad raced for a few more years and then eventually sold the team, retired and went into doing a host of other things, but, you know, commentating and, you know, did a, did a bunch of things for Latin America ESPN. So anyway, I've been in motorsports my whole life. Mm -hmm. Um, I started driving when I was 11 because my dad threw me in the driver's seat of his 325i BMW and said, learn mm -hmm. how to drive stick shift kid. And somehow I did. Mm -hmm. And, but I never had an inkling to drive. I never had an inkling really to be in racing. I grew up, you know, obviously at the races. So I had a variety of different jobs, you know, helping out with yeah. hospitality and just sort of helping out wherever I could during my summers of high school and college, uh, helping out around the shop, but I never had an inkling for it went to college, did something completely different, um, moved down to Los Angeles, you know, built my career, had my kids and um, my oldest son, who's now 13, ran a couple of seasons with uh, my dad and go-karting and loved it, but decided that his passion is soccer. So we're also a club soccer family. Mm -hmm. I did that on the weekends, my middle son, who's 11, absolutely loves karting, did it with my dad and it still continues to do it. A few years ago, my dad passed away sort of unexpectedly and suddenly. I'm sorry. Yeah, it sucks. It's the worst. Yeah, it does. Um, but sort of as I was, you know, I have a ton of memorabilia. I have an IndyCar sitting in my garage. I was sort of thinking, <laughs> what, what do I do with this legacy? You know, I have these boys who love to cart. I have all this stuff. You know, what should we do with it? And around that time, coincidentally, I was at the track with my son and realized out of a grid of 20 kids, there were only two girls. And so I thought, oh, I wonder why there aren't more girls in go-karting. You know, what are the barriers? Mm -hmm. It's super expensive. Maybe we start a scholarship in my dad's name and, you know, we can help get some more girls. And as I started digging in and kind of just like looking into what that would be to make happen, I started realizing that there still is a big hole of, you know, in motorsports of women, women in color, just diversity in general. There's a lot of yes. interest, obviously now with women in motorsports in North America and all these initiatives, but 
but th there's still a whole. It's not equally represented, yeah. right? Right. So I went through my dad's phone and I called and emailed everybody I ever knew or heard of or who might possibly know our last name and said, hey, I'm thinking of doing this thing. Like, what do you think? And Lynn St. James was one of the first ones to get back to me, which is still sort of a dream come true. I have to <laughs> And she said, yeah, I liked your dad. I respected him a lot. I like, uh, sorry, I got disconnected. Um, I like what you're doing. Like, how can I help you? And so I started to put together this idea of what if I put a foundation together that just created opportunities of exposure? Because motorsports is a pretty exclusive sport. It's mm -hmm. kind of an exclusive club. And if you don't have access into it, and you don't have kind of like a, you know, nuanced cable, you're not going to be able to see it. You know, it's just, no. you're not going to get the why you're not going to be in your cul-de-sac playing it. There's just very little exposure. Even people in Indianapolis, I'm learning kids that are growing up around the speedway don't really have a ton of access to it, even though no. they're a mile from the speedway. Right. Right. So I thought, well, what if we just sort of like show girls that this is possible? You know, let's bring them to the track. Let's mm -hmm. make them to tour the paddock. Let's let them meet females that are in the industry. And so I somehow, by the grace of God, managed to bring on my executive director, Susan, who is my right-hand person. I can't do anything without her. We sort of assembled this small but mighty team. And um, Laguna Seca was sort of our first pit stop. They said, hey, for the Laguna Seca Grand Prix, we'll give you hospitality. We'll arrange some tours. You bring the girls. And I said, great. And we hooked up with it a troop of Girl Scouts out of Oakland, California. We bust them out and we gave them a day at the races. We had my dad nice. there. We gave them lunch. They got to meet Kara Adams from Firestone. We took mm -hmm. them to, you know, Vassar Sullivan. We took them to McLaren and they just got to see stuff that they would never see. Right. And, right. and so that sort of is the first, you know, exposure to a world that maybe they would never know. Mm -hmm. so from there, we thought, okay, well, these exposure events are great. Let's keep bringing kids to the track and showing them that, that this is possible. But what if these girls really are interested in, in go-karting? How would we get them involved? So we partnered with Sonoma Raceway, who said, hey, we have this karting school. It's great. We'll donate the karting school. We'll donate our instructors. Can you bring the girls? Nice. We worked with a couple of organizations, got a group of girls out and brought them out, had lunch. And they got a full day of instruction. They got to suit up, put helmets on. We just held our second one about two months ago. Couldn't, we didn't have enough carts. There were so many girls. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it's such an exciting thing to watch that light. Yeah. For them, go karting is so much fun. And it's fun when you do it in an indoor karting, but it's really special when you actually get to do it on a track. Right. And get the suit and get the helmet. And they, there's a fantastic driver named Tati Zimmer who works with Sonoma. So mm -hmm. she came out, she talked to the girls. And it's just a really special mm -hmm. sort of experience. And so we put together these advisory councils. We have Lynn and Beth Peretta as one sort of the industry titans, if you will. Mm -hmm. And then we have this other council of young women. So we have a couple of drift drivers. We have Trans Am. We just have this great group of young drivers who are there to help us create our programs, to come out to events, to talk to the girls. And they sort of help guide you know, what we do because they're living it day to day. Right. Um, but then the other component is STEM, right? Motorsports is all STEM technology, engineering, mechanics, all of it. So how do we, you know, there's a lot of programs geared towards girls in STEM, but none of it's around motorsports. Right. Almost any of it. 
and growing up in Silicon Valley, there's a lot of like, you know, computer AI, things like that, but there's just no motorsports. So we thought, well, how can we expose the young women to all the different opportunities that exist in motorsports? And so we hooked up with the folks at IUPUI, Indiana, Purdue University, which is the only university that has a engineering of motorsports yep. dedicated. Mm-hmm. met them last May and they said, we really like what you're doing. Let's talk about what we could do together. And so we created this three-day event, which we're holding in May, um, the weekend of the 19th through the 21st, so the weekend right before the 500. And we're inviting 25 high school girls out and we're partnering with giving them a tour of the IUPUI campus. They're going to talk to female engineering students and graduates. And then we're going to give them an immersive weekend around the speedway. So we're going to take them to Main Street. They get to tour Delara. They're going to Herda. We're going to take them to Fast Times to go go go-karting. We're going to bring them back to the speedway. They're going to get a paddock tour. And then on Sunday, we'll have a couple of meet and greets with some females. And then they get to watch qualifying. So it'll be a fully immersive weekend where they get to sort of dip their toe in all the different facets. Mm -hmm. We will be hosting our first fellowship in June. So George four and Steinbrenner racing, Julia Steinbrenner has been a support from day one. She's just a really lovely human. And so she said, we'd love to host your first fellowship. So we've partnered with them and for a week, we'll have a high school student get to shadow Julia, as well as all the other females that work in their industry. So these young girls that are coming to our three-day program will have first dibs to apply for the fellowship. Okay. They'll get to sort of see all the different facets. Um, and so that's, you know, where we're at. Um, there is a wonderful tech incubator called High Alpha based in Indianapolis, who also loves what we're doing. And they're hosting a fundraiser reception for us on May 19th. So I encourage anybody to go to our website, check it out. There are tickets still available. And we're also having a live auction that will be online. So if you can't get there, Mm -hmm. there'll be a ton of memorabilia. We have stuff from Andretti and Herda and McLaren and Indy Speedway. We're going to have a ton of stuff. So, and all of that goes right back to our foundation to fund all of our initiatives. But um, yeah, I've had a soft spot for motorsports. I didn't have a choice, actually, to be honest. If yeah. I said that I didn't like motorsports, my dad would have disowned me immediately. So this mm-hmm. is what we, do. we are a motorsports family. Yeah. And um, I really couldn't be any happier about it. So yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> I've, I've researched, you know, what you were doing in that. And, you know, all it takes is that little spark of an idea. And look and see what you've done and how many lives you've touched. And so I've got some questions for you. So how do you, how did you choose the 25 girls that get to come? Were they nominated by a teacher or or how did they get chosen for that? Well, we had, again, I mean, this whole process has been really just guided by people who believe in us somehow. Right. So when we partnered with IUPUI, obviously they have a ton of outreach. So we went out, met with Polytechnic University or Polytechnic High School. And we did a presentation and we met with some of their female uh, students and said, this is what we're doing. We presented it and we created an application. Um, And then from there, as word sort of got out that we were doing this, we actually had a few different schools reach out to us and say, hey, we have a STEM program. We have a motorsports program. We have a robotics program. I think my girls would be really interested in this. And so we sort of put together um, some different presentations for, I would say, I think, three to four high schools. 
-huh. We went, we presented, we talked to the teachers. And then from there, we created an application process. So it was really just kind of first come, first serve. We had okay. 25 slots. And once those filled up, we kind of just had to close it. Um, I will, you know, I am happy to report that we, we did have to close it because we just had so much enthusiasm. I and hopefully we can, you know, emulate this for years to come. But right. um, we just reached out to local high schools that were in, you know, within the five to 10 mile radius around the speedway, because obviously they need to get there and, you know, the logistics. But um, once people heard what we were doing, there were the, the, there were a lot of administrators and faculty and teachers that were enthusiastic. So, yeah. Well, I'm sure. And, you know, the thing about STEM, which, you know, how many it hasn't been those four letters haven't been around that long. Right. You know, that's still, there's still people that have no idea what STEM stands for. But, you know, those of us that are more involved in motorsports and that, we know that they need to see the value of engineering and math and science and, and communication and all kinds of things. And if we can reach even younger girls, middle school or younger, and show them the value of those classes and that education in those areas, um, we're going to, we're going to change the world. And it's not just motorsports. A thousand percent. I mean, really our program starts, our focus sort of starts at five to six. You know, we have programs and initiatives as young as that, because as you know, yeah. with motorsports, especially if you want to be a driver, you need to be starting. My kids were go-karting at four, which is absolutely, you know, I know, but, but also the older you get, the more, you know, especially that transition for young girls, sometimes they feel like they don't have a place. The boys can sometimes be louder. They sure. start to lose that sort of enthusiasm or, and so if we can kind of capture them younger and show them that there is a place for them and that this yeah. can be something that's viable for them, I think we're going to have a greater success. And you're right. It's, it's, it is outside of motorsports or goes yeah. beyond motorsports as well. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so how do you, how does somebody get involved in the May 19th event? Because I would love to do something there. Yeah, well, we would absolutely love to have you. You can go to our website. It's the delapennafoundation.org. Okay. It has all of our information. So it talks about who we are. It has all of our social channels. We're yeah. on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I don't do that. I'm I'm a millennial, but I'm a dinosaur. I have no idea what happens <laughs> that does that. Um, and you can, uh, just check out all of our events coming up and there is, I believe a link to the invite. So give, and a link to our program for the weekend. Okay. Everything is up there. Uh, and you can also just send us an email. It's super easy on, I think the homepage, there's like send an info email and one of us okay. you immediately. We are looking for, you know, attendees. We're looking for sponsors. We're looking for auction items. Um, if this is something you think your school or your community would like in the future, reach mm -hmm. out. Um, you know, both Susan and I are based in California, but we have the deep roots in Indianapolis, but we're not exclusive to those. Two right. We're, you know, this is a national program. So yeah, if there's anything that we're doing that resonates with you, please reach out. We would, you know, the, the greater the community, the greater the impact. So, right. And, you know, the more people involved, the more other contacts there are of people who would be interested and willing to help. That's the thing, you yes. know, there's the hub and there's all the spokes and then there's the wheel of millions of people that absolutely between all of those people that we know and that we can share this with. Absolutely. So, you know, the, the whole thing that inspired by your dad, which is great. I love that. It keeps his name alive, which I know when you, when you lose a family member, your, your thing is that you think people are going to forget who they are. 
Yeah. Or that they existed. And, and, you know, um, and so this is a way for you to honor him and all the things that he did, which I, I love that about what you're doing. Um, so if people, so yes, you're in California, people should go to the website and, and if they're interested in knowing more or, you know, really getting involved or a, if they have a daughter yeah. that wants to get involved, um, you know, here, here's the thing I hear from not only the girls I interview, but the parents is my daughter went to a race. She did a try and ride. She loves, you know, they thought of it, but I don't know how to get started. Yeah. I don't know what to do. I don't know who to talk to. I don't know anybody involved in motorsports. Right. You know, we think that motorsports is generational and most of it is to be yeah, honest. That's right. Look at, look at the 500 lineup. <laughs> right. Oh, absolutely. So we know that it is, but because we are exposing motorsports to more women, girls, whatever you want to say. And that, you know, they go to the racetrack and now it's not uncommon to see a woman racing. Yeah. And so little girls are seeing, you know, what, what is it they say? If you see me, you can be me. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Now, now we have families who the little girl is the first generation That's right. of racing, but the parents have no idea who to talk to, where to start, what to do. Yeah. And that's something that some kind of program, even a booklet, something mm -hmm. that you could refer to those parents say, here's what you need to do. Call the owner of your local track. Yeah. You know, find out somebody that races there, find out, you know, Hey, my insurance man is sponsoring you know, a little boy. Okay. Yeah. Ask your insurance agent. Yeah. But they don't think about that. Right. We have to tell them because they, it's overwhelming. It'd be like me trying to get involved in snow skiing. Sure. You sure. know, I don't, first of all, it'd be the last thing I do because I hate to be cold, but right. how, what do I do? Where do yeah. I go? You know? And so I just think that what you're doing, you know, ex is exposing and bringing the Girl Scouts yeah. to the racetrack. Some of those girls are never, would never get to Indianapolis Speedway if not for your program. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the thing that we need to duplicate what you're doing all over the country, all over, you know, first, of course, the United States, but really all over yeah. is to get the people to the track. Yeah, that's, that, that's the plan, right? I mean, I have no interest in owning a team. I have no interest in, no. I love motorsports. I want to honor my dad. My dad was an amazing connector. That, that's yeah. what he was. My, people called my dad when they needed help. They called him when they needed an answer. And he was like, oh, I know a guy. Yeah. And, and, and if our organization can be that, 
if, if yes. this would be the first stop towards, you know, I have a daughter and she really likes carding and I don't know where to start. If right. there's an email or a phone number that I can give them or point them in a direction, it's overwhelming. It, it surely is. If I yeah. hadn't grown up, grown up in this and my kids were like, I want to go kart, I'd say pick a new sport. I mean, it's just, it's just <laughs> horrible. Yeah. So if, you know, and, and we oftentimes will get emails from people saying, hey, my daughter likes to kart or we're based here or do you know anybody? And I'll say, you know, I think I know someone once you give them a call or, and that's part of why our advisory councils are so important is because mm -hmm. when we can create that ladder, then we sure. can say, Hey, we might not be able to directly help you, but we know someone who can, or we can start to cultivate that talent and say, okay, well, we don't have a race team or we don't have a go-kart team, but we know someone who does, we can create the, you know, scholars right. free, we can get that funding. And then we can give you to the person who really does. Yes. And so yes. That's that's why our sort of our outreach and the, the roots into the existing motorsports community is so important. Mm -hmm. You have all these people who have been doing this for years. They're really good at it. Yeah. They really want to see more women, especially women of color. And so if we can help bring them that talent pool, yeah. then we've done our job, you know, and that's that's it. So. I mean, it, it is, it, I love getting emails from people who say, I don't know what to do. I don't know where yeah. to start. I've got this daughter and she loves go-karting and we can give them advice. We can give them pointers right. or we tuned or subscribe, or we have an event coming. You know, we've, we've gotten several people. We've actually even gotten female drivers. A wonderful driver named Heather Hadley is now on our committee. <laughs> I know Heather. She's lovely. And her father reached out and was like, Hey, I think my daughter would be great. And she's like a lovely human being. She's yeah, been doing she us and talking to the girl. She's really lovely. So creating that network where we can mm -hmm. communicate, it's open. People can reach out to us. We have no ego about it. We just want to get see more girls in motorsports, period, hands down. So however that happens, however we can be of service to yes. do that, that's our job. So I'm going to throw this out there to you. So let's, I live in Kalamazoo, Michigan. So, you know, we have quite a number of girls within, within an hour of me, I have a lot of racetracks. So um, let's just say that um, we want to expand what you're doing into that area. Mm -hmm. What would that take? You need somebody in the area that would take the initiative or work with you to get it going there. How, how would that work? Yeah. I mean, it sort of depends on, on what let's use our carding development. For example, if we had a, if we had a, a track out there that said, Hey, we're willing to underwrite the cost. Um, you know, we have, we have X amount of carts. We have these days available. We have a carding instructor. What can you do for us? Then we would start to reach out for, you know, to okay. local schools. Um, or if there's someone who is already embedded sort of in the local community that could help be our liaison, that's really all it would take. I mean, you okay. know, I'm, I'm happy to travel around and, and Susan's happy to travel around. We're happy to make it happen. But if, if we sort of have finding the communities of girls is not terribly difficult. Um, no. Obviously, schools everywhere, everywhere and every school in the country has some STEM program. Yes. And if we can get them an excused absence for the day. Great. Yeah. Working with the, you know, with the counselor, the you know college career counselor, usually we can get them out and it's not a problem. If we can have someone, a, an organization, a track that can underwrite the cost for us, then we can make that happen easily. And then we obviously have a network of drivers, females in the industry, drivers, mechanics, engineers all over. Right. Finding one or two to come out and talk to the girls. It's not hard. It's just, it takes a little bit of orchestration and a little bit of time. But if, you know, there's one or two people that are, you know, really excited about what we're doing, we can make it happen. 
Well, and I think in the motorsports industry, when you reach if you know, I, I just know from where I live, if I reached out to um, a handful of people that I know and said, hey, let's do this. It reminds me kind of what they do. There's a track called Little Kalamazoo Speedway, mm-hmm. and that's right next to the Speedway, and it's quarter midget racing. You yeah. know, if you reached out and said, hey, let's do this. It's similar to their trying rides where they come on a Sunday, they they try, you know, try it out and, and that. But, um, you know, with a little bit more put to it with um, some more information in that. Because that's how my granddaughter started. They went to a try and ride. My son-in-law came home with two quarter midgets. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I, I just think what you're doing is wonderful. I think you need some help so that you can, you know, it can be in, you know, Charlotte area. It can be in yep. Florida. It can be in Texas. It can be in Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania. Absolutely. You know, um, and, it, and it really would only take a couple people, ladies to get together and say, Hey, let's see if we can't get X, Y, Z track to underwrite this for the day. And then you feed them lunch and, and, and then, you know, it's, they come back and they say, I want to try this, you know, or the parents come back and say, okay, help me. What do I do now? At least they have somebody from that event that they can contact and get going. Absolutely. I mean, that, that's, that's the point. So we welcome, you know, anyone who's interested or curious or might have a lead for something somewhere, okay. we, we encourage all communication and, you know, there, there's really nothing we would, there's very little we would say no to if we have some partnerships. So okay. you know, if it's, if, it, if it's exposure, if it's getting the girls to know a little bit more, seeing something they never would have seen, doing something they probably right. never would do, um, and we can figure out a way to do it. You know, we are a super small organization. Like I said, we've been in business for less than two years and somehow we've been able to do this. So, you know, the more sort of community support we can have and, and taking, you know, funding, um, creating funding opportunities that will, will make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things that I is on my bucket list of things to accomplish and, and I was um, in the planning stages right before COVID hit, and then that, you know, kind of put everything to a stop is to have an event at larger races, not just NASCAR, but NHRA, whatever it might be, to have an event where we reach out to women's groups. Yeah. So you're reaching out to Girl Scouts. I'm, re- I'm going to reach out to the business and professional women's group or the, um, you know, whatever it might be in that community and say, have you ever had an event for your group at the racetrack? And most likely not. They yeah. haven't. But to have an event and not just for those women, but to promote it so that, you know, a lot of women say, oh, my husband's going to the race. She's not going because she doesn't think it's anything for her. Although she's never been to a race, she doesn't really know. And so if we can get them to the track and just like you're doing, give them a tour of the garage, give them a tour of pit road, let them be out there, you know, where they can be right down in the, close when they drive or start your engines and they yeah. go by there's nothing oh my gosh i'm i'm a i'm a crazy person but i just love that part. yeah yeah and best. you have you have to expose them it's like the difference between going to the football game and watching it on tv absolutely and yeah and we have to get we have to get the people there 
And that helps not only the racetrack, um, you know, to get new fans there. Because the other thing we know, Michelle, is that if we can get them there once, what's yeah. going to happen? They'll come back. They'll come back. Yeah. 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 I mean, motorsports, unfortunately, is a tough sport to really enjoy on the TV. It's yeah. just, it's, it's hard. It's, you know, and you know, you can do it if you have some understanding, but if, if that's your only exposure, it's going to be hard to get you excited. And, you know, I, I was really lucky growing up because I knew I was involved in all the different facets. You know, I mean, I, I was in the garage walking around, watching all the guys work on the car. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I'd get to sit in it as they would wheel it out to pit lane, you know, like I saw the different facets of it, the business mm -hmm. side of it, the engineering, the mechanical. And it's, it's just, a, it's a really amazing sport. And mm -hmm. so, and really anything that you want to do in the world, you can probably do in motorsports. I agree. Another. And from finance, it's, it runs a gamut. Right. So just getting people out there, seeing that it's exciting, that there's a place for you. I think mm -hmm. that that is that is the mission. Well, and, and exposing young girls to the careers, yeah. you know, um, most guidance counselors are not saying, oh, you should go into this because you have a love for motorsports. You right. know, so many girls that I interview don't even really talk about that they're a race car no. driver at school. Oh, no, none, yeah. Because the kids don't understand or they, they make fun of them or they say, oh, that's not a sport or a million yeah. other things. And it's and they just don't really share it and talk about it. And the other thing is um, a lot of those, and it's not just girls, boys do this too, but they give up a lot of school functions, friendships, that kind of thing to race. And, yeah. and oh. that's how I know the difference when I interview somebody between a diehard passionate girl and somebody who's doing it for fun. Yeah. And that's great. They should do it for fun. I hundred percent sure. agree with that, but you can just tell when you're talking to them and I'm talking, you know, six year olds, because I've interviewed some little girls who just are so passionate about the racing. Yeah. And, and so I, I just, the more that that you and I can get out there and get what we're doing out amongst the masses to see that motorsports is for women yeah. in all areas from the driver to the, you know, one of my best friends in motorsports is a tire specialist and she weighs about 110 pounds <laughs> yeah. and she lifts. I don't know how she does it. Yeah. She's the littlest thing and she's really good and she's yeah. young. You know, she's still probably in her 20s, it's but she she moved from California to Charlotte and she says, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Good for and her. that's what it takes is, yeah. is the passion and and just I'm nothing's going to stop me attitude. Yeah, I think that, you know, it's. I think motorsports in general is can be very scary for parents racing go-karting can be very scary yeah. because it's something you know I think when you're in a vehicle you feel just completely out of control which I completely understand but right you know unfortunately if if you do have a child or an in with motorsports you're probably unfortunately not going to push your little girl into it mm -hmm. and you know I I just have I, I think 
go-karting, I think for me is, especially as a mom is so important for kids to try, even if they don't have any interest in it, because the confidence level, the trusting yourself, you're really competing against yourself, you know, and the, the focus, you have to get quiet, you have to go inward. I mean, it's just such a great sort of metaphor for how to be in life. Right. And, you know, doing that a few times, doing a season, just it is so important, I think, for character development. You know, it's, yeah. you know, my son was racing in 105 degree heat last summer. Like it was, mm. and it was yeah. collaborating, figuring out ways. Okay, what do you need before? How are you going to manage when you're out there? If you're too hot, what's our plan? You know? Right. And it's just, I really feel that the character development that I've seen in karting is so, really so important. Mm-hmm. And um, for, for whatever you take that to be you know, and yeah. a full blown career or just for fun. I think you really, really learn something about yourself when it's just you and the, you and the car out there really, you know? Yeah, exactly. I, again, and it's, it's amazing to me when I've interviewed, um, like I said, a six-year-old, a 10-year-old, even a 20-year-old, the maturity at for yeah. them is far and above yeah. Other kids, their age, they've learned, they've had to learn how to lose gracefully because let's face it, yeah. they lose way more than they win. Absolutely. You know, having yeah. a bad day. Oh, the, you know, the tire fell off or the, yeah. whatever, yeah. learning how to cope with having a bad day. And I usually, when I interview someone, I say, what do you, what do you do on a bad day? Yeah. And so many of them say, well, I just talk to my dad or I, whatever. And then I just race again, again tomorrow. Yeah. That's all. And you you know, I just, I just look at some of these kids and I think, wow, I wish I could have been as mature and grown up about things as they are at their age. And, you know, I can think of a 20 early twenties gal who is running her own, race team. She's getting the sponsorship. She works. She's amazing. Wow. And you would think she was in her thirties and had 10 or 15 years experience of whatever. And, and she's not, and she's done it on her own. She hasn't had anybody really hold her hand. And that's to me, there's things about motorsports that people don't understand unless they get involved. Absolutely. And, and adding on to what you're saying, I mean, it is, you have to want it. It is not mm-hmm. a sport that comes easy. Yeah. No. There is nothing about motorsports that's easy at all. You have to seek no. it out. And mm-hmm. if you want to do it, you've got to hustle. And yeah. you know, you've got to figure out, you know, how to make it happen. You gotta right. be crappy, you know, and at the end of the day, you know, your talent will speak for itself, you know. Sure. Even even people who come from families with a lot of money and a lot of means, you know, if, if you don't know how to drive, if you don't have that talent, if you don't have a good demeanor about, you know, racing with other people and good sportsmanship, you know, that yeah. all comes out. And so I, I am, I am always really impressed um, by, you know, the motorsports community because it is really filled with, you know, although it is an old boys club, which we're trying to change, you know, we are changing it. And we are changing it. Amen. They're the caliber of people who just love this sport. They, they love it. There's, there's no half yeah. in, in motorsports. You are all in or you're not in at all. So. 
yourself. Exactly. Exactly. For sure. And, you know, and really that's true about anything you do in life. If you really want to be successful, you have to be all in in because you can't do something, excuse my language, half-assed and expect it to, to just, you know, carry you by your, by your pants. You've got to do the work. And that's the thing. I, I just, you know, girls are out in the garage with their dads working on the car. They're doing this. They're doing things that other kids their age are not doing. And that's a lot about what makes them more mature. And, and I tell you, I just, every time I interview somebody, um, I, I walk away or come away with an appreciation for the sacrifices that parents do and it's not, or, or husbands do or whoever it might be. It's not always kids, you know, but, um, just the sacrifice that they put in the whole family is part of it, whether they want to or not. Yes. You know, (laughs) the one little girl says, yeah, my little brother just takes all of his cars and sits in the dirt, you know, and, and that's just what he does. And there's just so many sides to the motorsports industry and being a part of it that unless you hear about it often, yeah, or you're a part of it, you do not understand how it it grabs you by the heart. Yep. And it won't let go. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. I, I love the family aspect also of motorsports. I mean I I, that was that that was you know, of, of all the sports, you know, things my dad could have done, the, it, you know, our family was always there. My grandparents, yeah. my uncle, you know, oh, we yeah. were all, all there. And right. we all had a place, you know, and it's, and, and everybody else was, I mean, I was talking to someone else earlier this week. I'm a little bit older than the Andretti kids, but, you know, Marissa and Marco, they were running around the track. They were tiny little kids running around. The right. track. You know, I grew up with these people that they're all running around and they're grabbing yeah. dad's leg and hugging him and kissing him before he goes out. And I mean, it's just, a really beautiful and the the wives are there and the spouses are there and the grandparents. And it's just this like amazing, warm, Mm -hmm. cozy feeling that everybody has a place, everybody's included. And I I just want to see it more representative of the world we live in. Yeah, I do too. It's, it's, I, I feel like the more we can just kind of find a resurgence of love and passion and doing that by, getting the young girls and the younger generations involved and passionate about it, the better off the sports. Yeah. Well, and that's why you do what you do. I do what I do. Right. That's why Lynn and Cindy do what they do because um, it takes more than just the four yeah. of us. It takes yeah, our networks and everything to do that. You know, I watched race hub, I think it was last night or the night before. And um, one of the things they were showing was, uh, the guys were talking like Joey Logano and Kevin Harvick. They were all, they were talking about one of the most, one of the best memories that they'll take away from motorsports is when they won and their child came running yeah, up to them, absolutely got in the car and did the ride around, you know, and I've seen several of those in person. Luckily I was at enough of those to watch them in person and it gets you right here, you know, yeah. a lump in your throat. And then when you see those grown men who you think are big and tough and they're race car drivers, you know, and then, and then they say the most memorable moment is not winning the Daytona 500 or even winning a championship. It's when I was able to take my child and hold him up in victory lane or take him around the track. And, 
you know, there's not many sports that you get to do those kinds of things. Yeah. It's, it's really special. One of my, <laughs> the running joke when I was a kid was my dad would always ask, where's Michelle? Where's Michelle? Where's Michelle? Because as long as he knew I was somewhere in proximity on the track, he was good. You know, he'd be heading out to qualifying. He'd be like, does someone have eyes on Michelle? You know? Yeah. And, and it's just a really wonderful thing to know that, you know, your family can be there doing this with you. And, um, yeah. And, and so I, I, yeah, I just really couldn't be happier doing this. Yeah, absolutely. So Michelle, tell me, um, social media, are you on Facebook, Instagram, where can people follow you there? Yeah, we're all, so DPM next gen, um, is our handle Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook and, um, follow along. We have, we're always doing posts. We have, you know, uh, we usually have at least once a week or once every couple of weeks, we have like a female in the industry do a takeover um, right. and uh, check us out, follow us. All of our information is always sort of disseminated through there. So okay. you'll find if you, you know, if you don't check the website every day, it's fine. You'll find out what's happening on social all media. Right. We do our, you know, all of our updates. And uh, we also can connect through those channels as well. So if you, okay find our email, send us a message and one of us will get back to you. But um, okay. everything about everything that we do on all of those channels. So May 19th to the 21st is yep. Indianapolis. That's it. It's going to be here before you know it. And so uh, packing my bags. <laughs> yeah. Packing your bags, uh, put a sweater in because yes. you just never know. Right. I, uh, I just got to Arizona here on Sunday and the weather has been beautiful. And so we, you know, I'm tired of the cold and all that in Michigan. And so I'm so glad to be here. Yeah. Um, I'll be here for another week or 10 days, but um, yeah. Cause you know, India seems to always be windy. It's windy in India. I don't know why, but it is. And so, uh, but it's what a, a great town and Carmel, by the way, my cousin lives there. Oh, it's been, beautiful. been to that area. So it's a nice, very nice area. I've been there several yeah. times. In fact, my cousin, lives there. He's the same age as I am. We're both 67. My, his sister lives in Greenwood, which is South of Indy. Oh, nice. Yeah. So last year I said, I'm going to the Indy 500 for the first time. And so I asked them if they would like to go and they've lived in the Indy area forever. Sure. And they'd never been to the Indy 500 until they went with me crazy. last year. That's crazy to me. It's crazy to me too but they're not really race fans, sure. you know, and, yeah. um, but the spectacle, I mean, I think, I think the Indy 500 needs to be up there with Niagara Falls and some of those things. You need to see it once. You do. It is a, it is, it is otherworldly. I mean, it really yeah. is, is overwhelming in all the wonderful ways. It's a mm -hmm. really, it's a really great event and yeah. it means a lot to a lot of people. And so I think experiencing that is really important. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's a legacy race, you know, it means a lot right. to the city. It means a lot to drivers. I mean, people yeah. grow up dreaming of that, you know, my dad did. So it's, sure. it's an important race. It's, it's way up there. And I'm just, I'm excited to be in Indy during the month of May. It's yeah. Unlike no Indy. better place to be. That's no for sure. Place. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, Michelle, this has been a real pleasure to, to hear from your from you about what you're doing. You know, reading it is one thing, but hearing it from the horse's mouth, shall we say, yeah, is, is uh, 
is much better. Yeah. And being able to, to discuss motorsports and women in motorsports, which is what we're passionate about, both yeah. you and I. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for being here. Do you have anything that you'd like to share that I didn't ask you about or that you just now remembered about? No, I mean, check out our website. I would love, you know, we're, the, the bigger the community that we have, the more the more young girls we can, you know, yeah. help. That's that's the goal. So if you feel like you have something you can offer us, if you feel like you have, you know, you know something, you know someone, you want to host an yeah. event, please reach out. Uh, the bigger network, the more help. So absolutely, thank you for having me on, giving us this platform. We're excited. I would love to see you in May. Well, uh, hopefully you can make it to the fundraiser. We would love to have you. And um, let's just keep on the mission. It's, you know, absolutely. It's a worthwhile endeavor. So thank you for having me and giving me this opportunity to talk to you and all your listeners. Oh, anytime. And, you know, you're welcome back anytime. If you're having an event or you have something you want us to partner with you to help share and get the word out, that's what we do. So I'd, I'd love to be able to do that with you. I would love it. Thank you so much. I'll take you up on it. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks. Bye. Bye.